Hi, my name is Siv and I'm your host for Interventional. And today I'm here with, um, I'm so sorry. Could you remind me of your name? I, Kroken, Kroken Sale. May I ask, I've never ever seen your race before. What are you? Uh, my folk are called Fairbolk. Oh, can you tell me a little bit about? Sure, sure. Uh, basically, me and my kind, we, uh, well, from what I understand, got some connection to giants, but that's a long time lost and forgotten. We're not that big anymore. Oh, we got along with elves pretty well. Talk with them for a long time, which is why I know both giant and elvish. And, uh, by the way, we take care of the wilds, take care of the natural world. And can you tell me a little bit about yourself, just as you? Of course. Anything specific you're looking for, or like, do you want full from we, we lad up to now? That's completely up to you. Just sure. a little bit about yourself so everyone hearing can just know something about you. Absolutely. Well, I spent most of my life on the seas. Uh, my dad did the same. Uh, when me, when I came around, he took some time off, stayed on land to help raise me. And when I came of age, I joined him. And so uh, he and I, we spent many years on the seas together before uh, Manon called him off to his own journey and had me stay aboard our ship and... Well, I do what I can for whatever crew I'm working with. Okay, and so you've done this your entire life? Just about, aye. And and this is your ship that we're currently on? Aye, this is the leaf on the wind. How did you come How did this ship become yours? <sighs> oh, it was actually passed down from my dad's friend. He was a... He was a half-orc, I never met him. He was long gone by the time I came around, but uh, he convinced my dad to take this, take to the seas with him and passed it on to him. And when my dad was called off, he passed the leaf on to me. And so here we are. Wow, that's fantastic. I mean, how, I'm not sure, how old does your race normally live? Oh, the oldest I've met, uh, about 500 years, so give or take a couple seasons. Oh my, and how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Sure, uh, coming up on my 417th year. Oh, so you're get, you're getting pretty close to them, <laughs> aren't you? Hi, hi. I've done a lot and I'm looking forward to finishing off right. So, what was your experience growing up on a ship with your father? Hmm, a bit tumultuous at times. <laughs> most of the we most of the time the leaf uh, acts as a trading or kind of a protection vessel for other ships, and so learn to navigate a lot of the trade of the world and learning how to navigate the waters. Obviously, find safe harbor whenever storms came about. And did you guys ever make stops at different towns or anything like that? I, yeah, I remember the the first time I saw a city, I was probably about 13 or so. So we uh, visited Lux Vitae and that was, that was something, but, uh, uh, but 
yeah, through my life growing up, I was able to meet all sorts of folk. Uh, always felt more comfortable back on the ship, though. Did you, were there any, like, festivals or festivities? Hmm. I never, we never stayed around for too many fest- festivals. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was always kind of the end goal was to get uh, shipments to a place ahead of the festivals. And then by the time we got there ahead of schedule, we'd have to pop off for the next contract. So fortunately, I can't say I saw too many of them. Well, that's such a shame. I, I really hope that in your lifetime, you're able to go to a festival or a party of some sorts because yes it's a little a lot of drinking i'm not gonna lie i've been to a lot where it's a lot a lot of drinking goes on oh i don't know if you know this but a lot goes on ships too i i've this is like the first time i've been on a ship and i can't see below the water right now so it's kind of a little terrifying on my end uh, no need to worry as long as all the water stays out we'll be fine Okay, because I'm not sure how you're able to just deal with not knowing what's underneath that water. That comes with a bit of faith more than anything else, I'd say. It's just terrifying for me, like (laughs) anything. Like one time I heard of a ship being attacked by like a giant squid or something. Oh, they're they're out there, but... um... Has that ever happened to you? Not a squid. Um, trying to think, what was what was the thing? It was ah, we we scared it off, but we definitely didn't kill the the, the beastie, whatever it was. It had a a hard shell, and it came about. It was more curious, I think, but we reacted a bit rashly, and we paid for it. <laughs> like, uh, what kind of hard shell? Like, well, like a kind of like a big turtle. Oh. Like a really big turtle, and it was almost the size of the ship, if not the size of the ship. Oh my goodness, that's that's crazy. Uh, we, oh. we fired a cannon right into its snout, and that kind of warded it off. But that's one thing I felt a little bit guilty about, actually, for all my time at seas, punching that thing right in the snout. So have you always been on the pirate ship doing your adventures that way, or have you ever done adventures mm, well, on land? Well, I was, I was forced to go on land once um, a ship was attacked and all my crew done away with and barely got away myself. And I had to spend a lot of time on land trying to figure out how to, how to combat what had taken down my crew. And- Sorry, that's a, that was a, that was a... <laughs> It's a rough, rough few, few years. Oh, I'm sorry. How long did you spend on land before going back to the sea? Well, I spent a couple of years or so. I was, I was adventuring with a couple of nincompoops at the time. And oh. <laughs> we, we did. We had our own. We had our own goals that aligned on land, and uh, I was able to find out a few things for my own as well. Was there anyone within that group of people that you became extremely close to? Hi. Um, one was named uh, Gerthok. He was actually from around the same parts I was. Uh, um, he was born about five days travel from where I grew up. Obviously, different time, but uh, still, he was he was a good lad. He was 
thick as <laughs> thick as a board, but he had a good heart. And his own troubled past, he, he learned a lot from his mistakes of his youth. So I respected him for that. What was your guys' main goal as a party together during that time? Hmm. We, uh, when we all met up, we were almost framed by a group of folks trying to open up a portal to the Nine Hells, and we squashed their attempts and uncovered a, a larger plot to kind of weaken the barrier between Scaravales and the other planes. And so we were trying to together help strengthen the warding bonds that keep out the, exter- the external planes from from our world. And throughout that adventure and that time, did you guys have any great achievements? Well, I can't say that we, we did anything that warranted a, a lot of note or notoriety. It was largely a quiet affair, unfortunately. Well, maybe I should say fortunately. I'd rather not have everyone <laughs> know who I am walking through. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I cause enough of a stir when I go through a town as it is, being how big I am. But... I, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say my my greatest, our greatest achievement was finding and protecting the uh, the servant of the Raven Queen, who was responsible for maintaining the wards. So the fact that she was able to keep her position and keep the wards and keep the land safe, that was that's enough. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. Um Is there any other achievements that you got you're really proud of working mm. with that crew? Oh there was we did, well, this was a very minor thing, but we did establish our own business uh, conglomerate. Oh. I, the, uh, the Wellspring Inn Trading Company uh, started off as just a couple of uh, loosely joined inns and restaurants. And then uh, we, we made a deal with a bard and a trader to tell of our tales. And, uh, you know, I don't know. The, the business venture was I wasn't doing much of the bookkeeping. I was yeah. just that was more that was more circumstantial, I guess, that we ended up getting into that together. Well, they're still they're still operating and I think I still get a few stipends here and there. Okay. So you're not really a part of that anymore? Not so much. Nah, not I see. <laughs> the the land gets a little bit too stagnant for me. Yeah, I it, this um this boat is rocking a lot and I'm not oh, used to my uh, ground if, rocking. If if you if you start to get sick, let me know. I'll whip uh, up some tea. Okay, that that would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a little nerve wracking. I've n- I've never had to be on like an actual ship ship before that's moving. <laughs> so it's, oh, it's glad a we can weird. glad we can uh, kind of expand expand yeah. your experiences. <laughs> this is the first time I think I've ever actually been on a boat out of out of port. So. Hmm. <laughs> little well, nerve-wracking, so... Um, it's not for everybody, but I encourage you to try it. I will continue this, and I will I will power through it <laughs> as best good, as good. I can. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, you've had your great achievements. Have you guys had any um, failures or losses that really hurt you guys? I, um, 
when we first, when the, the three of us, when we first met, uh, um, it wasn't a clean discovery, figuring out the cultist's work, and uh, we got there too late, and uh, six has already lost their lives by the time we got there. Oh, and I, I'm ashamed to say that I almost undid all of the good we were trying to do when I saw, um, let me see, the, the leader of the group, he was, um, and then he was the innkeeper and in his basement is where they had been doing all the work. And when I saw him standing above all of those he had killed, I... <laughs> I went into a rage and I I took his life oh. and that was the final straw and that opened up a portal and um, we were able to we were able to kill what came out but that wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't a surefire thing it very easily could have gone gone in the direction they had wanted all along so that was my greatest failing, I'd say. And did that have any, or did that put any tension on you and your party? Not really. They all understood where I was coming from. We were all understandably angry at what he had done. But from then on, we were very cautious whenever we were approaching strange rituals that we didn't fully understand. Well, that that's very understandable because, yeah, mm. after that would have happened... It's just, it's just crazy. Later on, we actually uh, we were able to we were able to actually use that to our advantage. And when we first met Lorraine, the uh, the Raven Queen's champion, when we first met her, she was in the middle of receiving her gifts, and we knew better than to interfere with that. And we were able to protect her from others who were trying to interrupt the process. And so, you know, live and learn, I suppose. So you keep bringing up this Raven Queen. If you don't mind me asking, I, who is she? Well, I don't know much about her myself, but uh, for that part of the world, she's a patron goddess of the land, and she oversees the dead, uh, those who die and those who are passing on to the afterlife. And uh, in that part of the world, uh, she and her champion helped maintain the boundary between our world and all the other planes that try and that have tried to come and uh, latch on but she's uh I don't know much about her she likes she likes ravens obviously, obviously. Uh, we only we saw a couple of them they always gave me the heebie-jeebies oh why and uh, Oh, just because the way they look at you. It's like, it reminds me of looking into a shark's eyes. Oh. Just all black. And they... You can never tell exactly what's going through that head of theirs. Okay. Well, now I have... I might have a fear of ravens now, but it'll be fine. <laughs> it's a... Yeah, it's a, I Just a healthy respect, I'd say. But um, from what I could tell, uh, she had our... She has... Mortal kind's best interest at heart, and so um, I think there's just a bit of suspicion and judgment on her end sometimes. 
you're a cleric, right? I am, yes, yes. How did you go down that path of becoming a cleric? Well, uh, I was a bit of growing up on land and a bit of growing up on sea combined. Um, my folk were fishermen on land and so we always praised the bounties of the sea. But when I took to the sea with my dad, he taught me of Mananinakli, our, our god, and he's, um, I guess in some respects he shares a similar goal as the Raven Queen, which might be why I trust her so much, but Manan is god of the sea and caretaker of those who die on the waters. Okay. And your god, can you tell us a little bit more about him, them? Sure, he's... Um, he's not as widely worshipped as some of the bigger gods in our world. Uh, most of the people from my side of the continent, they they worship the god Lu. He's a flashy, talented, skilled, beautiful god who does everything right and is all good and holy, but... No, Mananin, I think, lost favor because he's not as happy-go-lucky. He's, he's much more practical, which me and my family appreciated. Um, but he he's known for protecting those on the waters who respect the wilds, and he's also known to punish those who take too much from the world with storms and waves and various creatures upon the ocean. Um, but when whenever somebody loses their life upon the waves, he and uh, he's the one to guide them and ferry them across the horizon to their to the afterlife. Now, I've met a lot of people who have gotten to meet their gods or any god in their world. Have you ever gotten to meet that? Not yet. Uh, I have a feeling when I do meet him, it'll be the, <laughs> at the end yeah, of all things. Aye, aye. But I, I did hear his voice once. Um, oh. Some time ago when... I, as I said before, my dad, he left when I was a younger man, and he was called by Mananen to do his own duty at the Kraken Sea far to the west. I don't know what his goal was. I don't know exactly how it ended, but Mananen came to me in a dream once, and I heard his voice upon the thunderous crash of lightning. And, uh, well, he... Mananin told me that my dad had passed when the time came and that it was my responsibility to take care of the ocean now and so I've done what I can to that purpose and I appreciate the forthright honesty Mananin didn't try and cushion it by at all he He, he told you straightforward hey this indeed not to be too pushy but how did you take your father passing well, can't say it felt good, obviously, yeah. but um, I'm proud of the man he was in life, and I know that he did himself 
proud. However, he met his end. So, I'd say I'm at peace discovering what happened when I'm able to have a conversation with him later on. Do you have any fear or resentment right now before you would pass? Hmm. Not one to hold on to it. Necessarily. No, the, the unknown can stay unknown for all I care. I don't... I don't know. There are a lot of people who can't let uh, questions go unanswered, but it's not me. I see. And you're going to be taking care of the sea until you pass, right? Well. Yeah. So this will be it. Just sailing from place to place, living on the sea. <laughs> I And doing what I can to rid the sea of the scourge that took out my crew all those years ago. They're still out there, but um, that's, I think that's my goal at this point, is to make sure that I can bring an end to them. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Oh, there are still a few mysteries there. They're crafty, but they're definitely not of this world. They're nothing natural. They're, I don't know if they be demons or undead or something holy different than any of that, but when they came upon the leaf here and uh, when they attacked us, it was uh, it was unnerving and I don't remember all of it to the best that I should be able to, and so... And that's okay. Uh, there's... As I said, there's a lot of unknowns. Yeah. And... Um, I know that, well, I don't know, but I have a strong suspicion that they're either, I think they're down to the southeast of of here and the Sea of the Damned. Either that or they're on the Isle of the Unknown, but that's, I don't know. What's the Isle of the Unknown? My dad told me to never go there, oh. so I take I take his warning seriously. But uh, he said that it's mostly a place of forgotten things, and whether that's the forgotten civilizations or people who go and never come back, not entirely sure. But I'll go there as a last resort if I can't yeah. can't find <laughs> that, them anywhere. That might else. be a that might be a good choice on that part. <laughs> right. So you began your adventuring pretty young, right? I'd say so. All things considered, I was... Kind, kind of sort for, of with your dad. I, I, for, for, for my for my folk, I started out pretty young. I, we left for the sea when I was about 20 years old. And so oh. um, that was, that's when we did our final goodbyes to Mima and of our friends on land. But, um, so for, for us, that's fairly young indeed. Yeah, considering the oldest that you've met is over 500. Hi, it's me, Siv. I wanted to take a quick little break or intermission or whatever you call it on your world and let you guys know if you want an interview as well, you guys can shoot me a message at interdimensional.podcast at gmail.com and we could set up an interview. All you would have to do is tell me a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the place that you come from, and we could have your story be told and let everybody hear it across the dimensions. 
So, if you want that, just shoot me a message. I'm not really sure if it can be flown by bird. I've never had that before. Just the email thingy. Um, but yeah, let's get back to the podcast. Do you do you remember the first gear that you have or the first weapon that you had ever gotten? Oh, my first weapon. Actually, uh the first time I actually had to hit something, I had to just take a cannonball. Oh. And so it was definitely an improvised thing. But after that, I took the pirate's uh, mace. I, I had that for quite a few years, and it served me well. Pirate's mace? Hi, hi. Like this, this pirate was just carrying around mace, or that's... Yeah, I, yeah. And so when I hit him upside the head with a cannonball and he dropped, well, I took, I took, I took the ball on a stick and I took it from my own. And so, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I think it was a little bit poetic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've gone to worlds where it's like there's, it's so technologically advanced. They have this like, some worlds call it like a pepper spray or whatever. But it's mm. like it's like a liquid. That shoots out and then it burns. Like like fire or Yeah, it's like your face is on fire. I've never had it done to me, but like they uh. talk about it. Like you're it feels like apparently your face is melting or something, and they end up calling that mace too. And I was just like, oh. That, oh. that's the first thing that ended up popping into my head is like, oh, that's a strange oh, weapon to have. But then I I, I mean I, remember which worlds are which worlds have such advanced technology? <laughs> so I get confused a lot. Fair enough, fair enough. I imagine that if you're still awake after you get hit in the head with my mace, yeah. I bet it might feel like it burns, oh, like, yeah. it, like that mace. It, it could be the same thing. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you've had to get a lot of different gear along the way. Have you ever had anything that was custom made for you or, or did you get did you just get what was on the rack? Hmm. Well, uh I'd say the the fanciest duds I've ever worn were uh when we took on a position for a noble as guards for one of her parties. We oh, that's that's the first and only time I ever had anything specially made for me. Um that's, uh, if you look behind there, uh, you'll you'll see my, my bowler hat. That's my pride and joy. Wear that on the on the special occasions only. Don't want it to get ruined by salt water and spray. Oh, no, that is a very nice hat. Thank you. I appreciate that. But um, a lot of the times, what I've gathered over the years has been kind of haphazard. I uh, like the the half plate that I've got on now. Um, I took it from somebody I kind of pushed off a mountaintop, oh. and so we found him at the bottom, undid, kind of pushed out the dents, called that good. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and I took this tower shield as well. Uh, that was a haphazard thing. Like I said before, my mace was a haphazard. Yeah. I guess a lot of it is just kind of circumstance. I see. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, one of one of my old companions. Uh, he he was definitely a bit more of the uh, uh, materialistic, and I don't want to say greedy because I don't think he was greedy. But he Turin had a an affinity for the finer things, I'd say. 
fancier things. Right. I've, I've met a lot of people like that. They they do have an eye for like the finer things and the things that's going to be a lot more worth the money. Uh, I... But then they also go and spend a lot of money on things that they don't need. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I <sighs> at Turin he he bought this creepy possessed evil doll for the express purpose of making me uneasy. So, guy, it's, oh, no. I, I, I know exactly the type of people you're talking about. Oh, no. I cast that thing into a holy fire. Oh, I would hope so. Like, no, that's just, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't, I'm not good with creepy dolls. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I'm not sure if it was him or it, but more than one occasion, I woke up to it staring at me. Oh, no, no. See, I, I've gone to worlds where there are actually, like, possessed creepy dolls. Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And they, 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 they do that, and I've never looked at dolls the same way. I, I'm not going to lie. One world I went to, and this little girl tried to show me her, like, beautiful little doll, and it was nice and it was gorgeous, and I just looked into its eyes, and I freaked out, and I threw it. Across the castle, I'm not allowed back there. (laughs) Well, Um, because that little girl was the princess. (laughs) Well, I tell, I, I don't think you should feel guilty. I think that those parents need to find better things for their child to play with. I think you were in the right. I, I feel, I felt like I was in the right, the right thing. I felt like I did the right thing because of that world. It just. No, I can't. I can't with dolls. And it's it was just so weird because she had like very realistic eyelashes and mm-hmm. hair. And I was like, did you no, just take no, this from me? No. no. Oh, you no. did the right thing. I think you saved that girl. Yeah. I, I think I did too. I'm, dear God, I'm hoping so. <laughs> well, I always like to ask this to everybody that I interview. Mm. But as you know, I am able to travel from different dimensions to different worlds and just basically all (laughs) over. Um, But if you were to have the same powers that I did, was there anything that you would look for? That's a good question. Hmm. I think more than anything else, quiet waters, warm winds and a peaceful shore. That's what I'd want to find, because while they happen from time to time, they're very rare things, and that kind of beauty just can't be matched. Yeah, that that would be nice. I, like I said, this is the first time I've ever been actually on a boat. I'm sorry it's not as calm as it could be, but it's definitely not as worse. That's okay. That's okay. I've heard horror stories of giant waves just crashing over on a boat, Uh. and no one survives that, right? Uh, it's yeah. If if the outside gets in, that's generally when a ship's in the most trouble. I I I, w- I would figure, or like it completely flips it over to where like the bottom of the boat is on the top oh, of the water. Okay, yeah, that's that's worst case scenario. If if the way I see it, if you are fool enough or unlucky enough in some cases to find yourself in that kind of weather. Oh, you just need to pray to whatever god will listen at that point. Yeah, I, w- I would imagine. Like, I feel like that would be the worst way to go is just to be trapped inside your mm-hmm. boat, drowning. So to be able to go out and look for more peaceful waters to sail, like to sail on. Sure, you're not going to be having as many adventures or 
crazy like shenanigans happen, but it'll be relaxing. I've had I've had centuries of excitement behind me, so I can exactly I can handle a few years of peace. I think. And if you could travel throughout time, your own time period, is there anything in your past that you would like to change? Oh. Oh, we're talking regrets <laughs> now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I, uh, I wish I'd kind of gone back to where I'd been born before my ma passed. Um, I visited home again. Uh, a couple decades after she had gone, I hadn't even known, and it turned out that she. She had moved on, obviously, and had, uh, I found that I had some siblings waiting for me. Um, I didn't feel right inserting myself into their lives, and so I left. But if I could go back, I'd like to meet them on better terms and learn who they are, I'd say. Do you know if they're still alive now? I think so. I think I, I think I even have a nephew or two back home. Oh so wow! I I do what I can to help bring the bounty to home every now and then, whenever I'm around. Have you ever actually communicated with them? Do they know about you? Or they do. They do, and they're very respectful and very kind. But uh, you, you just wish you knew them more back uh, then. There's there's too much that's past between us and we've I can't even say that we've grown far apart we started out far apart and that's a tough distance to make up but at least you're all still alive right now I mean you have nieces and nephews that's you guys could still end up growing really close (laughs) together as well like every time you need to dock at a shore just like head home for a few days Maybe that's the peaceful shore I'll eventually find myself to. Maybe. That, I mean, family is family. I mean, the closer you guys get, it could end up being better. And I mean, I know I know your crew is possibly also your family, right? You think of them? Aye, aye, absolutely. Uh, family by circumstance is just as important as, you know, family by blood, if not more so, but um, I understand that some of some of my extended family, they, they don't take kindly to my dad just abandoning everybody and leading me to do the same, and so I fear that if, if I ever did try and make an attempt, they'd just think I was trying to take someone else to sail the seas with me. And that's that'll be hard. It's it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be a hard battle to overcome. Just getting that to that point. But you know, it, it's mm. a two way street as well. You're right. You're right. Um, but is there anything you would like to let the listeners of this show know? Um. Hi. There's there's a saying that my dad taught me when I was young and. I've found that it helps kind of steer people through life. <sighs> An entire ocean of water is unable to sink a ship unless it gets inside, and this world can kind of be the same way. So you have to make sure it doesn't find a way to get in. 
defend yourself, navigate the world as best you can, and know when to batten down the hatches when the storm comes. That is perfect advice. Your dad was a smart man. Aye, he was. Lucky to have known him. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I'm glad you're able to join me. Yes, yeah, this, yeah. this was actually a better sea experience than I thought. Um, <laughs> good, good. I'm not feeling as sick as I did from the start. <laughs> Still a little nervous Perfect. about what's going to be under me, oh. but that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on here and sharing your story with the world. World. Absolutely. Ah, uh, but yeah, thank you so much. Very welcome. Thank you.